Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is Kushal Mehra. All right, today we are going to review UFC 298. I, uh, from what I understand, it's going to be starting at 8.30 a.m. India mein, uh, on Sunday morning for those who want to know when it starts. So the main event usually, if it starts at 8.30, the programming is usually of three hours. So I'm assuming the co-main and the main will start somewhere around 10.30 a.m. or 10 a.m. India time. So for those who only watch the co-main and main, you can tune in at 10 a.m. to watch it Sunday morning. It's usually on Sony 10.2 and Sony 10.3 for Indian viewers. I don't know about other channels across the world. Uh, and as always, to talk about the entire card, I have Varun Sanyal with me. Varun, how are you? All good, all good. You know, you're talking about the timings. And I'm so happy to be in Asia right now. Because <laughs> when I was in the UK, oh my God, staying up from like, 3 a.m. all the way to 6, watching these cards, it, it was a nightmare. It was honestly a nightmare. So I'm really blessed to finally be here and then watch it at a normal time. Yeah, so so what time does it start for you? It starts here at 8.30, the main card. Yeah, so it's here would be 11, right? I'm in Singapore, so two and a half hour difference. So 11 here. Again, not like 3 a.m. where, you know, I'm a zombie the next day. So we're good to go. <laughs> Okay, cool. So let's start with the main card first. Uh, obviously, the current champion, uh, 145 pound champion, Alexander Volkanovsky, is going to be taking the undefeated uh, challenger, Ilya Toporia. Uh, I think Ilya is the first prominent fighter, famous fighter from Spain, right? He had all sorts yeah. of Spanish athletes uh, wishing him. Even Rafael Nadal was in the video, man. I was shocked. Rafael Nadal sent him yes, yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? No, I didn't know he's that high profile, you know. I, I oh, wait, wait, like, wait. You know, up and coming. No, no, he's like a big deal in uh, in Spain. And I was like, I didn't understand a word these guys were saying because they were all speaking in Spanish. But I'll wait, I'll, I'll pull up the video. I'll pull it up for you. It was shocking. Like, Ilya tweeted it out. Wait. Oh, that's not. I didn't even know yeah. watches. I didn't know that many people in Spain watch MMA. Yeah, so this is Ilya Toporia. He himself tweeted this out. And uh, this is starts with Rafa. Hola, Ilya, ¿qué tal? Solo quería desearte la mejor de las suertes. Te estaremos apoyando y haciendo fuerza para que... Apparently, all the major... A ganar. Desearte mucha suerte. This is... Uh, I don't know who these people are. Most of them must be, I guess, uh, football That's players. Pretty. Yeah, or stuff like that. But he's... I don't know who these people are. I, I, I don't watch football. I have no clue about football. But he actually had a lot of famous people from Spain actually promoting the fight and praising him. So I was like, okay, interesting. So this guy's like famous, famous in Spain. And you know, Luke Thomas would all constantly talk about this. It's like people are not realizing how big Ilya Toporia no. is in Spain. And then, uh, and then uh, until uh, I actually figured this video out and uh oh yeah sorry no i thought it was crazy i mean you know these are not low profile athletes right casillas is a spain legend for example i was i was shocked to see that so nah i, I it's good i'm glad to see that you know it's picking up in a in a big way especially in spain you know a country which has a sporting legacy very good uh good to see that being said I think he's getting his head his head stomped in. <laughs> okay, no. So let's talk about the fight. Uh, why why would you say that? In fact, for my first question was going to be: Do you think Volkanovski should have taken this fight, considering the brutal knockout the last time he had? Uh, he was fighting in one fifty five. He got knocked out in the first round. He took that fight on short notice. It was not like he had a full camp for that fight, right? Against Islam Makachev. So, uh, but. Do you think he should have taken this fight in the first place? I mean, Volk. It's a tough one. I mean, see, on one hand, you know, I think health-wise, maybe he should have taken a bit more time, you know, because typically when you get knocked out, they do tell you you shouldn't be sparring at all. Forget hard sparring. You shouldn't be sparring at all for at least a month or two. So the fact that, you know, he's in camp and he's going through all of this uh, and, you know, the water cut, dehydration, that can't be good for the brain. 
But then, you know, he also did talk about how he is outside of fighting and he has that itch and he actually goes into a dark place outside of fighting. So from the competitive standpoint, I think, you know, if it's what gets him going, uh, why not? I understand the the itch that fighters have. I, I get the itch a fighter will have. That's all, That's a very natural thing to have. It's after all, fighters are human beings. But at the end of the day, from a pure pers- performance perspective, like Chuck Liddell, if you got up yeah. today and told him, Chuck, are you going to fight? Chuck's still going to say yes. He's not going to say no. Uh, look at Tony Ferguson. <laughs> He's gonna, he'll have me on a 15 fight losing streak and he'll still say yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. It's a real tough one. But I do think that, yeah, I think he's that good. And I do think that, yeah, it, it was a hard knockout. But I just don't see any euphoria that kind of tells me he's going to give Volkanovski problems, if that makes sense. So how, how do you think this fight rolls out? Do you think Volkanovski is not the kind of guy who knocks you out, right? He basically peppers you, peppers you, peppers you. He touches you, touches you, touches you. He mixes it with, uh, with the takedowns. He's a, he's a more well-rounded fighter, as they would say. He's more of the well-rounded yeah. fighter variety. So... How do you think this fight going? Like, if if you think Volk is going to beat him, so do you think a knockout? No, I think like so. It's going to be a similar performance to you know the Max Holloway performances. Uh, the reason I say that is because Tuporia likes to move forward with his boxing. Uh, it's it's more so back and forth. He likes to put on the pressure. Um, Volkanovski, someone who likes to stand his ground, he's willing to trade in in the pocket, uh, off the clinch. And one thing is because he's so boxing heavy, it leaves Tuporia susceptible to low leg kicks, which, you know, Volkanovski loved to throw that, especially that inside low kick. He lands that all the time. So I just think it's going to be five rounds of, of pretty much that. Um, if Volk does lose, it'll just be because he got caught. I don't think it'll be any uh, magnificent thing that Tuporia does. You know, I don't think he okay. sets it up over five rounds. So, so how... If if okay, see you have to give me the here. If you're Ilya Topodia, how would you fight Alexander Volkanovsky? How do you go about uh, you know doing this where you set him up and uh, you actually make a plan where you can end up beating Volkanovsky if you were Topodia? That's what I'm trying to say. So I think like the same way Islam did, right? Uh, Islam was able to mix up his grappling i think that's really where the the main kind of differential was between him and uh and islam akasha whereas i think tuporia doesn't really give that kind of threat when it comes to the grappling exchanges so i think we're going to be fine we're going to be fine in terms of uh you know dealing with all of Ilya tuporia's threats but then what what are the potential threats, you think? So I just think it's the boxing. Like, oh, obviously, Volkanovski does get into trades. And Max Holloway, for example, did drop him a few times, right? So I think those are the sort of threats uh, coming in. If he gets too overzealous, uh, getting caught coming in, or, or you know, he, he stays at a, at a long range, or he stays at Tuporia's range rather than making the fight at his range. Uh, that's where I think... Uh, Tuporia will will catch it. If he does, of course. So as of now, Tuporia is undefeated. He's not lost any fight. He he's pretty much beaten anything and everything that was uh, thrown his way. But uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of understand what you're saying here. That uh, the I was just looking at you know the odds and uh, the odds are 112. Uh, 108, I think. And uh, mm, so, you know what shocked me? Alex Volkanovsky has a reach advantage. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. There's absolutely no way. I, I, okay, yeah, let me. Let me. Sounds for, uh, or what? Like, Tuporia is a good two inches taller than her, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've okay, seen anyone. <laughs> here, here. Just check this out. This is UFC. Man, I, I don't think I've seen anyone. Oh my god, you're right. 
I'm telling you. Nah. His reach advantage. Like, That's yeah. what shocked then, me. See, then, then in that case, I think Bolkanovsky has a has a better chance after looking at that because I thought Tuporia's best chance was to stay at his range. If you're telling me Volkanovski has a better range, then it's going to be a long night for Tuporia, in my opinion. Okay, this is a good question someone has asked. Do you believe Volk would be willing to grapple after his two exchanges with Islam? That's a good question. Do you think? What do you think? What do you say? I think he's going to grapple because this is a different weight category. The strength changes, right? Don't you think the strength element changes a lot with him? I mean, in my view, uh, wo, wo, you know, when you're fighting a 155-pounder, Alan Volkanovski clearly is the smaller guy in the 155-pound section. But in uh, in his weight division, Volkanovski can handle the grappling because strength is not going to be an issue. So if strength is not going to be an issue, I don't see any real reason that Volkanovski will not choose to grapple as far as I see because this is what, uh, weight division. I don't see any problem. No, um, no, I agree. I think like this is a guy who's outpowering and outstrengthening Islam Akashev. I don't think there's any uh, threat for him from Tuporia in that sense. Again, you have to remember how the first fight with Islam Akashev ended. He, it was Volkanovski on top, ground and pounding Makashev. Those fights in general. So yeah, I, I don't think that. Uh, so I, I do think that Volkanovski will. Uh, uses grappling and then try to favor it. Now, this was, uh, I came across this tweet uh, just a while ago. It was a very interesting uh, discovery made by uh, Luke Thomas. Basically, I follow Luke Thomas. So he had spoken about this. He came across this video. It's about fighter uh, injuries and the damage. So basically, there was a study that found that brain injury does not care about retired fighters' win or loss record. Yeah, so so what do you make of the grappling bit that was asked? Yeah, so, I mean, you don't come out of a Islam Makashev fight camp and not get better at your grappling. And we saw, you know, he ended the first fight on top, ground and pounding Islam. Even when Islam did take him down, he was reversing it. He had his own cage control up against the fence. So I do think that he'll have a lot of confidence going into this. I don't think Tuporia's grappling's good enough to give him the same sort of threat that a Makashev uh, kind of gives. Fair enough. Now, <clears throat> because we were at the subject of uh, you know brain injury and trauma, because we were talking about uh, Volkanovsky's leg kick injury, so I wanted to play that video that I showed to you for everyone else too. This is about that study yeah. about uh, brain damage. So I'm just going to play this two-minute video for everyone, and then we can talk about it because in 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 context of the fight, and I don't know why Volkanovsky took this fight. And let's watch this first. A pretty unsettling study was just published for professional fighters when it comes to long-term brain health. So a lot of fighters believe that CTE and other long-term brain injury really is something that the losers deal with. That if you're a good fighter, if you have a good record, you're going to get out unscathed. But the recent study shows really the polar opposite of that. The Professional Fighters Brain Health Study has compiled a lot of data over the years from pro boxing and MMA. And the researchers hypothesized that fighters with a losing record are going to have more demonstrated brain harm than fighters with a winning record. What turns out, the data showed exactly the opposite, that the fighters with a winning record had slower processing speed, that they showed more impulsivity, and they even had uh, less brain volume in certain regions. So pretty concerning stuff. Just because you're a good fighter, just because you've got a winning record, doesn't mean that you're immune from long-term brain harm from the trade. So study after study shows that CTE is a disease from mileage. The more you get your brain rattled around, the more at risk you are. It doesn't matter if you're an amateur or a professional, and there's studies that show that, and it doesn't matter if you're a winner or a loser. So take brain health seriously, 
make sure you minimize how much rattling you expose your brain to if you're in these dangerous careers. I'm going to put a link to the full study in the comments. Check it out. All right. Why I wanted to play this in the context of um, this uh, fight is that if the studies show uh, that you basically cannot uh, avoid brain damage and you need, uh, you know, you need to watch your miles as a fighter, then why would Volkanovsky do this crazy thing of fighting so early? You see what I'm trying to say, Varun? No, no, I do get you. I get you for sure. I, I Again, I think it just comes down to that competitiveness as a fighter, as an athlete. And, you know, again, there's nothing quite like being in a fight and, and that sort of uh, euphoria, you know. There's no, uh, there's no kind of substance that can replace that feeling. So I feel like when he's out of fighting, um, he gets withdrawals. I mean, that's it, it sounds a bit crass or it sounds a bit uh, kind of unglamorous, but I, I think that effectively that's what it is. So I think, yeah, he's just missing that itch and then that uh, he's missing that kind of euphoric feeling that you get from fighting. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, I just think he should have waited a little while ago. See, one of the smart things uh, Stipe Miocic has done in his career is that he's actually waited so long between his fights. So his recovery is good. If you notice, his recovery is really good. Stipe Miocic. He fights once in a year at most. Now it's been more than two years, I think, since Stipe Miocic has fought. I, I just think that's a better model as a fighter. You, you should not fight more than twice a year. I think uh, Adesanya and his thing of fighting three times a year was okay. a little bit too much. That's the problem, in my view. But I I just think Volk should not have taken this fight. And if he took this fight, he should not have taken the second Makachev fight. That's just my view. No, I, I see I see that. Uh, I see that for sure. And I, I agree with you. It's just that I see it from the fighter aspect and I do see it from yeah. the competitive aspect for sure. Uh, but even then, like I said from before, I do think that even with all of these factors, I think Volkanovski will come out on top in this fight. Um, and, and he's going to win. All right, let's go to the next fight then. The co-main event. Something that I'm actually really looking forward to. <laughs> and finally, this fight has happened. So, Paulo Costa versus uh, Robert Whittaker. Okay. Robert lost to the current middleweight champion in his last fight. And he's faced a minor setback in his career. So, what do you think of this fight? Okay, but I just need to, I just need to add something here. We've not seen Paulo Costa weigh in yet. So... <laughs> <laughs> Please, That's a don't be too optimistic. <laughs> I think you're a bit optimistic here. <laughs> but, uh, no, this is going to be such a great fight. I just, you know, both... Both of them love to scrap. They're both ready to scrap. Hard hitters are durable. I think this is probably a fight of the year contender, you know, at least on paper. Uh, I don't know what you think, but I think Whitaker is going to get this one. I think he fights Costa the same way he fought Marvin Vittori. But yeah, I, I think this is going to be an incredible fight nonetheless. Do you think Costa can beat Whitaker? Oh, he certainly can. I mean, the guy... Have you seen the guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I think he can put anyone. It doesn't matter who it is. I think he can put anyone in that middleweight division to sleep. But I just think, you know, first of all, Robert Whitaker is durable. Obviously, he got knocked out in his previous fight. But I think he's, you know, survived wars. And he's come out on top in wars. And technically, he's just more sound, whether it be the wrestling and or the striking. So, yeah, again, I think he fights Costa the same way he fought against Vittori and comes out on top. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I find it hard to believe Whitaker losing to him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, just, I just don't think 
Whitaker will lose to him. Whitaker is too well-rounded a fighter to lose to him. That's what I mean. I think it's a bit tough because Costa, we've seen. Vittori took him down, had his way against him. Not that Vittori is a bad wrestler, but yeah, I just don't think Costa's got like, as many tools in the arsenal as a, as a Robert Whitaker. And I do think that we're going to see Whitaker utilize his uh, signature high kicks quite a lot in this fight. Because I think that that's something, if I'm not wrong, he did against uh, Vittori and he found a lot of success. I think even Vittori might have thrown kicks himself or he kind of put on the pressure against Costa and took the fight to Costa. And yeah, I just see that uh, that being the same for Whitaker in this fight. Hmm. I don't know uh, uh, how and when and where these guys do. Obviously, uh, again, uh, between these two guys also, Whitaker has a reach advantage, uh, even a leg reach advantage. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the stats up for everyone. I, I was shocked. I thought Costa would have the reach advantage, but lo and behold, Whitaker does have the reach advantage in this too. 73.5, Costa is 72. I think people underestimate how big Whitaker actually is. Yeah. I think it's just because the guys in middleweight are such giants that you forget that Whitaker himself is <laughs> not a small guy. Yeah. Whitaker is a giant. And people forget he used to fight at 170 and he was yeah, the weight cut was bothering him so much that he had to go up. Exactly. Exactly. No, nah, no. Nah, he, he's a fairly big guy. I just think, you know, again, even with these stats... Uh, presented, yeah. There's there's not much that Costa does other than you know maybe crack him, maybe his his chin is still feeling the effects of the DDP fight. But aside from that, I just don't think Costa poses uh, enough of a threat. Okay, uh, do you think this this goes uh, three rounds or somebody's getting knocked out? Someone's getting knocked out. <laughs> I think someone's getting knocked out in this one. I I know Costa doesn't necessarily get knocked out, other than, of course, against Izzy. But I think both of them are going to come hard at each other, and, and one of them is going to sleep. All right, let's go to the next fight then. Uh, it's Jeff Neal versus Ian Gary. Ian Gary obviously could not fight in a previous event, so they rescheduled this fight. This is going to be the... And amazing. This card is so good, man. I know. Can you? I mean, this is just the third fight of like an entire roster, like an entire lineup. Uh, so yeah, no, this is a this is a solid fight. What do you think? What do you think is gonna happen here? Ian Gary, Gary beats Ian Gary. Yeah, yeah why do you say that? Ian Gary, it's just a better fighter overall. Um, I just think he's more rounded. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm and glad that, that too. That. I think Gary wins by no, knockout. Yeah, no, I think I think he he eventually cracks Jeff Neal, but I'm I'm really glad you brought up the fact that he's better rounded because I think a lot of people forget that, or a lot of people don't know rather than forget that Ian Gary actually started off with judo. Um, if I'm not wrong, mm-hmm. he started off with judo, and I, I'm pretty sure he's a black belt. Or when he was in his teens, he was already a black belt. So. He has a strong grappling background. It's just that we see him in fights, you know, he looks so composed and so comfortable on the feet that, yeah, we completely forget the guy can grapple. So, yeah, I'm really glad you brought up the well-roundedness. And I, I agree with you. I think Gary comes out on top and I think he's going to knock out Jeff Neal. Yeah, I think somewhere in round two or something. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, do you remember Jeff Neal's last fight against uh, Shafka? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was obviously an awesome fight, but he's very hittable. And I think Shafkat's biggest mistake was just, you know, standing in there and trying to fight fire with fire. I don't think yeah. Gary's that kind of guy. I think he's going to hit and move and eventually Jeff Neal will walk into a big... Yeah, big Gary's too smart a fighter to fall for these traps. Exactly, exactly. And I, if you look back, uh, Jeff Neal also fought Wonderboy. And lost to Wonderboy. Yes. And yeah. in that fight, I, I think, you know, one of the biggest keys to success for Wonderboy was his kicks. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's something Gary has. He has that in the arsenal, right? He's a very good kicker. So I think we'll see a lot of that as well coming from me and Gary. I mean, look, all the nonsense aside, you know, with his wife, his family, his so-called nutritionist. <laughs> um I think he's a great fighter. I think he's a really good fighter and, and he's going to make it oh, far. He's, a, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant fighter. And yeah, I mean, what do I care about what he does with his <laughs> personal life? Uh, well, it seems Honestly, the, I don't care. But a lot of people seem to care. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, a lot of people do seem to care, but I mean, honestly, I mean, who gives a shit? I mean, who's my husband? Fair I mean, enough, fair enough. I, I mean, uh, listen, I mean, like Kobe Covington and his stupid comments, I mean, they turned me off. I, you remember what I was telling you. I mean, yeah, I just don't yeah. understand uh, what what the hell these people do, what they do in their personal life. I don't care. What's the case? Listen, uh, this is how I watch sport now, whether it's cricket or anything. I just don't watch pre and post production anymore. I just watch the sport, actual action on the ground, whether it's cricket. or in inside the cage the octagon whether it's ufc or mixed martial arts i don't care about anything that happens beyond that because i have realized that they they have to do and say all kinds of uh, crazy things and their lives could be crazy listen these guys are fighters man fighters are you have to be slightly kooky to be a fighter in the first place <laughs> you're basically <laughs> in the business of getting hurt come on i mean <laughs> you think you think the process of getting hurt Listen, I can't I can't do it. I mean, I think I'm cookie no, no. to just watch these things. <laughs> no, no, I agree. You have to have something uh a screw loose in your head to want to do this uh, on a daily basis. I I admit it. I admit it 100%. But yeah, no. You know, I, I, earlier on I used to watch that UFC law yes. countdown and all of that. I just find them very boring now. It's just not fun anymore. The production is just it's the same old garbage in garbage out. Yeah, and ultimately, I mean, I get what you're saying. Ultimately, you know, doesn't matter what they say. Once they're in the octagon, uh, whether Ian Gary, uh, Ian, Ian Gary's a cock, he's not a cock. It doesn't really matter, <laughs> you know. Uh, can he fight or can he not? That that's the question that everyone wants to know. Yeah, I mean, uh, once he's inside the cage, his nutritionist or his girlfriend or his this or his that, they're not going to be there for him, right? He's going to be fighting no, himself. No. I will. interested in that bit not interested in anything else i'm only interested in oh, gary oh. going out there fighting you can't tell me it's not slightly fun though come on i mean it's hilarious i'll tell you what is fun the next fight is fun i'll tell you what's fun oh, in this yeah. fight Ooh. the entire oh, sahudo and eric nixik tamasha then they had to clarify that oh they were just joking did you follow that bit where nixik and uh, uh sahudo or uh, i mean he is no longer my coach or whatever that was i mean honestly i'm going to say something very controversial i think merab wins this one comfortably yeah uh, yes. you th- you think decisively yeah because listen i saw merab dwalishvili getting head kicked in the head by that guy who's no longer in the ufc wo takla kon tha yaar are yaar तो अभी दूसरी जगह चले गए आई फॉरगॉट हिज नेम एंड दैट गाय स्टिल वन फाइट मोराइस या 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 आई रिमेंबर दैट वाज द वन वेयर ही वाज लाइक बेसिकली डन इन द फर्स्ट राउंड एंड देन सडनली ही कम्स बैक एंड जस्ट बीट्स द क्रैप आउट ऑफ आउट ऑफ मोराइस राइट यप या आई थिंक मेराब विंस दिस वन ही रेसल्स द शिट आउट ऑफ हेनरी सहुडो आई नो Andy Sudo is a yeah. great wrestler, great fighter. Oh, I think Mirab wins this one. I think Mirab is just uh, because Mirab is at his peak. That's why. Ah, oh, that's so tough. Like you know, because I was, for me, my prediction is the complete opposite. I think Mirab because he's so wrestling heavy. I think that mm. Sudo is the guy he doesn't want to face. You know, because. Um, mm. If you actually think about it, people will say, "Oh, Henry's washed up. He's you know past his prime, whatever." He didn't look bad against Aljo. He really didn't look bad against Aljo. He looked like you know he he was coming. He almost a, won. A, a, I, yeah, 
you know, he almost won, honestly. So I don't think he looked horrible. I think that his striking is actually really underrated. I think people don't give him enough credit in the stand-up area. Um, and I just don't think Marab's got that level of striking in terms of uh, when you compare it to Henry Cejudo. So I think, yeah, Cejudo's got this. I'm going to take the safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to eat crow, most likely. But <laughs> I, I have a feeling Marab's going to win this one. And then what's next? He he faces... I mean, after this, you have to give him the title shot, right? If, if yeah, he, I, this. he get, if Henry wins this, Henry gets the title shot. If Mirab wins this, Mirab gets the title shot. Obviously. Yeah? But I mean, yeah. see, if Henry loses... Sorry, if Henry wins, can Aljo not say, then why am I not fighting for the title? Given that he, but, you know, he beats Cejudo. Li- because Dana will make sure Aljo doesn't fight. Because Dana wants to sell pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Who gives a shit about what Aljo <laughs> thinks? It's about what Dana White thinks. And Dana White thinks I need to make money. That's all he cares about. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Also, yeah, no, and I forget, actually. No, Aljo's moved up to featherweight now, right? Yeah. He, he's fighting his next fight at featherweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Scrap that. Scrap that. This is Calvin upper Cater. one. Fight he's fighting Calvin Cater, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, that's nuts. But yeah, no, then yeah, this is number one contender fight. Jeez. Yeah, oh, it is the number is like, one contender fight. Well, and this is the second fight of the main card. <laughs> yeah. And the first one is Hernandez versus Kopilov. All right. Uh this is another good fight. I would say this is a great fight to start uh the the card. And they are so evenly matched. Um mm-hmm. I really don't have a pick who wins this one. Do you? I mean, have you seen? First of all, have you seen Roman uh, Kopilov fight? Bit, bit, like, not a lot. Like he just—I don't know—something about it. It's like such an awkward style of striking. He just look like he looks like he shouldn't be be good, but then he's like on a four. What he's on a four, four knockout streak, and man, this guy—he can fight. He can reach, but he just doesn't look like he can. Looks like a you know. Ben Askren, eight Ben Askren. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a real strange one, but I think Hernandez is actually going to win this one. Uh, if you ask me, why? Why do you think? It's I Hernandez? think Hernandez is the better grappler. I think he's the better grappler, and I'm just again, maybe it's my bias towards grappling as a grappler myself, but I think that in the classic grappler versus striker matchup the grappler is going to come out on top again. And people forget that Hernandez is the one to tap, uh, what's, what's his name? Forget his name now. Rodolfo Vieira, right? Multiple yeah. time, uh, multiple time uh, jiu-jitsu champion and he tapped them out. So, yeah, th- this guy can grapple, right? And I, I think that's just going to be his uh, route to victory in this one. All right, so now let's get into the prelims. Can I say the one fight I'm looking forward to the most in the prelims? <laughs> let's hear it. Dalima versus Tafa. That's the one fight oh. I'm looking forward to the most. Because that guy is just smash bang. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and then he gets tired after the first round. <laughs> Dalima is the man. <laughs> no, I think it's both of them, right? Both of them just swing for it. Like they're ready to, <laughs> to hurt each other. In this one, so you asked me about Paulo Costa and, and Whitaker. What do you think about this going past three rounds? Delima versus uh, Tafa. Tafa. Oh, I think it could go uh, because after a while they will be penalized for not hitting oh. each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. In fact, if I if I see this fight, um, if both of them gas, I think Delima will just win. Simply because he has really strong leg kicks, and I think both of them will be too tired to swing for the swing for the fences. Someone will keep their distance, and he'll just hack away at those legs. Um, so it'll either but be. But Delima did last. I think it was his last fight, right? Which went the whole three rounds. Delima ki, if I remember correctly, was it him? I didn't. I, I swear he got knocked out in his last fight. No. 
रुको मेरे को देखने दो then he, he knocks the guy out and then he'll do this like you know war dance or whatever like where's this come from <laughs> like where's this come from <laughs> you know so yeah no I, i'm very excited for that fight that that's going to be a exciting one so you were saying and yeah, i think so- i cut you off you were saying no 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 so i was going to talk about the main event uh, a good fight amanda lemos versus uh, mckenzie dern i think lemos wins I I don't see Dern beating her but maybe Dern will surprise me. No, I I think it's uh Lemos as well. I mean, it hurts to say cuz I mean, look, I'm one of those guys, Mackenzie Dern. You know, you know what I'm saying. Come on. I get it. You get it, right? Um I think all the viewers will agree, you know. Everyone wants Mackenzie Dern to win. We want her sticking around in the UFC. She's what's good for business, right? But I just think Lemos knocks her out. Just like Andrade knocked her out. I think it's going to be the same exact um formula here. So, yeah. Yeah. For Mackenzie Dern. Yeah. Okay, you you wanted to talk about this guy, so you told me uh Okay, tell everybody about Rinya Nakamura. So tell us about so Rinya. Okay, so this guy, man, I don't even know where to start. First of all, the Japanese in general, they're coming on strong. Obviously, they have pride in the Ryzen. They have a strong martial arts culture in in general. But the one thing that's severely underrated from Japan is how good their wrestling is, right? And this guy here, I think he's. No, in fact he is an under 23 world champion. He's a Jap- he's a Japanese silver medalist. The only guy he lost to was an Olympic gold medalist. So that's the caliber of wrestling we're talking about here. And man, this guy is explosive as it comes. He can now stra- he can now stand and bang. Obviously out grapples everyone. So I think yeah, if if there's anyone to watch out for it's this guy. Um I think he's going to get the job done very easy. very very easy and i i may eat my words you know cuz i'm hyping him up so much but seriously guys watch out for him and just generally the japanese fighters that are now coming through the road to ufc and in in the kind of regional scene definitely keep an eye on it fair enough the next fight jung ming yang versus uh, brenson ribeiro i mean yeah whatever i don't care about <laughs> the fighters answer <laughs> you don't i don't how can you not okay. this, this is like one of the most exciting fights of the year eh <laughs> uh, the lima is fighting that's enough for me <laughs> yeah that's true you know you know the lima fighting is like you know those old un- drunk uncles when they fight <laughs> that's, that's effectively what what it is even tafa like he just like you know those barbecue uncles that has a bit too much to drink and and decides okay you know what i'm just going to throw some hands <laughs> that's what it reminds me of this fight yeah <laughs> okay in the fight pass prelims the only fight that i honestly am looking forward to is this one andrea lee versus miranda maverick i think this is going to be a good fight with these two girls i think this is a good fight i can't believe they're starting the card with this 
I think this is a decent fight. No, hundred percent fight. Hundred percent. Do you know that Miranda Maverick is only twenty six and she's had nineteen fights now? <laughs> she's twenty six. So can you? I mean, yeah, she has five losses, sure, but I mean, you're in the UFC. You're fighting. You know, I, I'd say thirteen and eight. You can call yourself a vet. I think she's got a good future. I think she's gonna win this. If you ask me, what do you think? Yeah, I I would agree with you. I think she's a better rounded fighter again if we compare the two. And her grappling, like again, she's one of those. Uh, uh, I think she's been doing jiu-jitsu since a young, like you know, when she was a kid, but not kind of come into the scene with that. I think she's gonna get it done with the grappling, and then she's just gonna be too much for Andrea Lee to to handle. I I I one hundred percent agree with you. And I was actually going to add the one fight you should actually keep a lookout for in the early prelims, and the guy you should look out for is Danny Barlow. Oh yeah, tell us about him. I, I I've seen a bit of him, but not a lot because it's just one fight he has. Okay, tell us about him. Yeah, so I was a bit surprised to even see him. I I didn't know. It's like last year sometime I was just you know exploring topology and I came across this guy. I just like watching him fight. Because he's one of the, again, you know, he hits hard, powerful, strong. And I, I do think that in the future, we're going to see a lot of him. Even if he doesn't go on and become like, you know, a champion, I do think we're going to see some fun knockouts and some fun fights coming from him. So I think he's one to look out for in the future, 100%. It's his debut, right? In the UFC? I, yeah, I would think so, if I'm not wrong. Because again... I was shocked to even see him on the list. But I do remember again on Tapologies is seeing through it and, and kind of watching his fights randomly. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm quite excited for that. Victim from uh, Elliot versus Woodburn. What do you What do you, you know, think about? Do you remember Woodburn from the Bo Nickel fight? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you remember what happened to him against Bo Nickel? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I just honestly, I don't know how you come back from that. And like, I know, I know, I've been saying, you know, you can come back from a knockout and whatnot, but yeah, that that was he, he got a beating. Like, yeah, that that's the best way to put it. He, he got a beating, and Elliot is good. If I'm not wrong, he's he's a Cage Warriors champion, or at least he had a good run at Cage Warriors. Um, it's his debut in the UFC. It's his debut in yeah. the UFC. Yeah, but he's you know he's been fighting good guys for a while now, and I think Val Woodburn is just one of those guys he's gonna beat up and and kind of build his name in the UFC because Elliot is is definitely a good fighter and he's more technical. Uh, Woodburn again, um, he's one of those guys that's gonna come out hard and, and hard and fast and try to knock you out, but if he can't. If he can't land that knockout blow, I, it, he's going to gas out within the first round. So, yeah, I, I pick Elliot for this fight. All right. So, somebody had asked this question. What do you think about UFC 300? How is the card going to be? And uh, what do you make of the road ahead for Tony Ferguson? Uh, uh, <laughs> the question is for both of us. So I want you to go forward first. Okay. So, as for UFC 300, I mean... Obviously, outside of this, Koshal and I have been talking. And we're both shocked that we don't have a main event yet. <laughs> it's yep. like, come on, man. And honestly, it, it compared to this main event, uh, UFC 3, 300, what fights have been booked till now? Uh, uh, you make your points and I'll start pulling up uh, UFC 300 in the meantime. Yeah, I just think like, I, I don't know. I really hope it's not Bilal versus Leon. Because if that's your UFC 300 main event, um, yeah, it's quite lackluster, to, to be frank. I mean, so come on. As Who of now, to... UFC 300, it's going to be on April 14th, right? That's what UFC yeah. 300 is, right? Right. So we have Zhang Weili versus Yan Shanon. Okay, that's one fight they've booked. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have Justin Gaethje versus Holloway, right? 
That's one yeah. another fight. That's a good fight, right? Gechi Holloway, great awesome fight. fight. Awesome fight. And they have Oliveira Sarukian. Oh, I love that fight. I love Sarukian. I, I honestly rate him so highly. Prohashka Rakic and Aljo Calvin Cater. And Bonical yep, yep. Cody Brundage. Figueredo, Davison Figueredo fights uh, Cody Galbrand. And uh, Holly fights Kayla Harrison. Sadiq Yusuf, Diego Lopez. Jessica Andraj, Marina Rodriguez. Bobby Green, Jim Miller. Uh, what do you... I mean, it still doesn't have that one big fight, right? Yeah, I agree. I think these these are all good fights. And again, you know what? I think like outside of a UFC 300, there are some of these, uh, like some of these fights could be main events for another pay-per-view. But this is UFC 300, right? You need to have like a, like a real big name. Like I wouldn't even mind them putting in Alex Pereira here. And I, I did tell you, I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to be the main event, but you never know. At least him or Adesanya or like obviously a McGregor. You need one of those household names headlining this event. Even John Jones for that for that matter, but obviously he can't. So yeah, I think something's it feels like something's missing. Mm. Uh I think John Jones would have done it, but he refused to fight. So what do we do? Connor's not gonna come. So uh I think that's all okay. out of the question. Yeah, so unfortunately, that just leaves us with Leon. Um, and who's he going to fight? He has to fight Bilal, right? Like, at this point, I feel really bad for Bilal. But also, like, I really don't care to watch him fight. So, it's it doesn't excite me. The, the problem with Bilal Muhammad is that both him and uh, his uh, champion in his weight class Unfortunately, they don't sell pay-per-view points. What are you going to do? That's just the fact exactly. of life. I, I like both of them. I will watch the fight. I would buy the pay-per-view if I was in America. But would others? That's the problem. And I think UFC is really struggling with that reality. And and we we should not, uh, you know, uh, it's it's a mess. No, so like, just like you said, imagine going to your friends and be like, hey guys, you guys should watch this fight. Leon Edwards versus Bilal. Can you imagine ever saying that? <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's the biggest scam. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know? Uh, so, yeah, it is. yeah to, it answer, is. to answer the audience's question, I think it's it's not looking too good at the moment, but you know, Uncle Dana probably has a trick up his sleeve. Let's see what he does. Dana is known to pull a rabbit out of his ass all the time, so I'm uh, I'm counting on Dana Dana White for that. But before we wrap up, uh, Tony Ferguson, man, do you think he's going to beat his uh, for losing uh, winning streak by losing more than that? And you know what? At this rate, sign me up. Just just beat me up. Get you in and just ride off into the sunset, man. If that's what it takes to just have you hang up the gloves, just just sign me up, man. I I can't bear to watch him get brutally beaten up and knocked out every single time and have that like false sense of belief that he's gonna actually pull something through. I can't do it to myself anymore. Yeah, uh, to me. Dana is right. He should retire. Yeah. No. That's the whole point. He should have retired a few fights ago. You know? Um, he obviously had moments here and there in some fights, but by and large, it's just been brutal knockout, brutal, sim- like, you know, a-, a shitty submission against Nate Diaz. Um, yeah, it's just it's just been hard to watch. And that, that's the best way of putting it. Hard to watch. Yeah, it's it is hard to watch. But all right, before we wrap it up, any other thing you wanted to talk about, Varun? No, I think that's that's more or less uh it. But the one thing I want to say is okay, so 
I think we should go through each one of our picks one by one. And I want sure. let let the audience decide what happens okay. to the loser. <laughs> Nothing happens to the loser. <laughs> now there has to be a wager. Come on. There has to be a wager. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll let uh, the audience decide that. Uh, I don't know. See, so I I think Volk wins. I think Whitaker wins. Gary wins. Mirab wins. And Roman Kopilov wins in the main event. These are my picks yeah. for the main. Uh, in the prelims, Lemos. Uh, I want Delima to win. <laughs> I don't know who's going <laughs> to win there. I don't know anything about Rinya, so I'm just going to pick Rinya. And... Uh, and I don't know anything about Zhang Mingyang or Brenson Ribeiro, so I have no pick there. Uh, in the fight pass prelims, uh, Maverick uh, is going to win. Oban Elliott is going to win. And I have... Okay, Danny Barlow is going to win. These are my picks. All right. Sweet. So for me, I think I'm more or less said it, but I'll say it again. Ricker, Gary... Cejudo, um, I think Hernandez. And so that's my main card picks. And I think for the prelims, it'll be Lemos, Delima, Nakamura. And this fight, I think Mingyang will come away with the win. For the early prelims, I think it'll be Barlow, Oban Elliott, and Maverick. Those are my picks. Fair enough. We'll see who wins this Sunday, guys. Uh, if you're in India, uh, get up in the morning at 8.30 and uh, you can put your uh, test match on one screen and the fights on another screen if you are want to watch both. And uh, Varun, it was a pleasure as always to talk to you. Uh, likewise, likewise. Uh, uh, um, I hope you enjoyed looking at this picture of my army days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, everybody's so no, confused. No, everybody's so confused. Well, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Those were my uh, army days back in Singapore. You have to do two years of service, so yeah, that's exactly yeah, pe- why pe- I have that. Yeah, so people are like, "Why is he not showing his face?" I'm like, "His internet sucks. What do you want me to do?" <laughs> no, no, I know, I know. But enjoy this photo of me and my bright smile. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Varun's Twitter handle and Instagram handle are there in the description of the podcast. Go, go, go follow him if you are on Instagram and Twitter. As far as I'm concerned, you know the drill. Like, subscribe, comment. If you want to buy merch, go to kushalmehra.com. If you want to support the podcast through the membership program, do join the membership program on YouTube, Patreon, Fanmo, wherever you are. If you can't, uh, if you're an audio-only listener, just leave a rating in the audio platform. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.